Welcome to Peak Mind. I'm your host, Michael Trainer, coming to you live from Spirit Farm in Iceland with my friend Helgi Hamilson, who just led one of the more beautiful sweat lodges I have participated in. And this is the second lodge I've been fortunate to do with you, Helgi. And you and I had a really beautiful conversation. And for those listening, I thought it would be really, I think, both informative and helpful, but also for those who have yet to experience a lodge, maybe they've done a sauna or they're curious about it, I think it would be wonderful to go a little bit into your personal experience as well as sort of the, if you will, the, the ancient technology, which is a sweat lodge, right? My experience was started in Mexico, but... Now in Iceland, I've seen how you you know you have your own sort of tradition here. Can you explain a little bit uh, about um, how you use uh, the lodge here in, in Iceland? Yeah, um, of course. Uh, we we can start with uh, the the Swatlots came here uh, originally um, around forty years ago. Uh, and it, it came from a uh, Lakota chief, but uh, <clears throat> through these years it has developed and it has, you know, grown into something else, I think. Um, I started doing it 27 years ago, mm. so yeah, I st started it when I was seven, and um, for me it's... Uh, it's a very powerful tool to in many different ways so uh, what I are have, some of the ways in which yeah, you find it yeah, most powerful I, uh, <clears throat> a lot of people come here uh, just for the physical cleansing mm. for me it is uh, it is um, more of a spiritual thing mm. Uh, of course, it comes with it, the physical cleansing, which is amazing as well. And uh, But, uh, you know, really connecting to the land and, uh, and uh, connecting to myself, to my true self. Um, through the chanting and through, through the heat, uh, I, th I think it is one of the purest forms of uh, of mindfulness mm. you are just there there is nothing else and I think this is the beauty of the sweat lodge it is yeah. uh, there is no escaping it and uh, why I you know I do this every weekend sometimes two or three times a weekend uh, have many different people and I always love when I have people that have never experienced it before. Uh, I get a lot of people here that have never experienced anything spiritual and they come here just because of their because of cur curiosity. And uh, like I said, there is no escaping the sweat lodge. Mm. So it works for everyone, mm. not on the same level. Uh, but with practice, um, with practice it it can become you know like for me i go into this 
it's hard to explain. Of course, cultures have different names for this: the shamanic death, or uh, like some sort of a trance, or um, uh, some uh, an altered state of consciousness. Yeah. Induced by the heat. Induced by the heat. I've I've experienced it myself, yeah. And induced by the chanting as well. Mm. I think, you know, the chanting is a very, very big part of it. Mm. Uh, And chanting in in a group. Yeah, I think what you said earlier in in the lodge, which I thought was really resonant, is that aspect of the group and how integral it is to the medicine of the experience. Mm. Right? Like, no sweat lodge is the same, largely because... No group is the same. Exactly. And any group that heads into a lodge emerges more bonded because um, that is the premise of any process of individuation, right? You go through a collective challenge together, and on the other side of that challenge, you emerge anew. And I think what you said earlier makes a lot of sense to me because from a personal experience, and I've never left, you know, so for those who are listening that may not uh, know, and I'm, I'd love to go into this a little bit more in a bit, but there's traditionally four rounds yeah. uh, commensurate with the four directions um, in, in the lodge. And each, each round has a different significance. But at some point when the heat is <clears throat> so strong, today I think it was, for me at least, the strongest in the second, second round. Mm-hmm. Um, your brain, your mind does play tricks on you. You know, it's yeah. like how it wants to escape. You know, it really wants to escape. Yeah. Like, and and the and, and the beauty of I think the lodge is like you said is there is no escape. So, uh, of course, in an in an emergency situation, someone can just ask to open the door. But it's the meditation on, you know, where do we go when the heat's turned up? You know, mm. I, I did a leadership training once, and he and he said you can tell when we're who people are mm-hmm. by how they show up when the heat's turned up. Yeah, yeah. And of course, he meant that metaphorically, but it's true also in the lodge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that, that in it a very practical reality. Yeah. Not, not a metaphor. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And you see in yourself where you want to go when the heat's turned up. Yeah. You know how how fast you want to escape or mm-hmm. get more comfortable. And we know that that growth happens outside of our comfort zone, which I think one of the beautiful things about the practice of sweat, but it's still, I mean, almost every time there's still a point in the lodge when it's so hot, you know, your skin is, I, I did a Temescal in Mexico once where literally I think my, I felt like my skin was burning. Like it was yeah. like, it was like cooking, you know? Yeah. And of course I wanted to escape, you know? Of course. But, but then you stick it through and it's like, wow, you've built that muscle, you know, you've built that muscle in your brain that tells you I can do that. You know, yeah, I yeah. can, I can, I can transcend the discomfort and, and find my way to the other side. What do you find in working? Cause I know you work, for example, a fair amount with people who are on, for example, a sober journey, or perhaps had, had dealt with addictions in the yeah. past. Uh, that in itself is is a confrontation with the heat being turned up, you know, mm. is confronting our own demons and our shadow work and our traumas. Have you noticed, uh, can you share any anecdotes or, or observations for you about what the sweat lodge can mean for people who are seeking a transition from, let's call it, unhealthier patterns in their life to, to healthier patterns? Yeah, def- definitely. Uh, 
of course, uh, I can start by saying I am sober, mm. and uh, and uh, I have you know gone th- gone through all of this. Uh, like I said, I started the sweat lodge you know a long time ago, but then I went into a different path, uh, not a great path, but still uh, I wouldn't change a thing because this is you know a part of me today. Mm. Um, but. Uh, it is a very, you know, powerful tool in that way for people that are, uh, you know, dealing with themselves and, you know, uh, in that way because of, uh, because it is taking con- control of your mind. Yeah. And I think uh, uh, even even just, you know, finishing a sweat lodge is a victory in itself mm. and especially when you're trying to break habits and you're trying to you know with addiction or what whatever but you know we all have bad habits and uh, <clears throat> when you're trying to break habit habits and it becomes hard all the small victories count yes and they you know the small victories are the most important I think and uh, and this is why I think. Uh, Say more about that, the small yeah, victories, because yeah. I, what it evokes for me, and I and I really want to kind of, kind of share this and hammer this home, is you know, for example, Navy SEALs, you mm-hmm. know, which just to make this a bit extreme, right? They say that the toughest physical challenge one can endure is is Hell Week in in the Navy SEAL training, right? Because mm-hmm. you're taking people who are the fittest that you can imagine mm-hmm. uh, in terms of physicality. And you're putting them through a week where the goal of the instructors is for 90% of the people to quit. Mm-hmm. And they put them through, you know, they're not sleeping, they're being sprayed with cold water hoses, going in the ocean, carrying boats, right? Mm-hmm. What's interesting though is the p- time in which the most Navy SEALs quit mm-hmm. in that hell week is not when they're holding the boat or the, you know, they're being pounded by sand and freezing cold water. Mm-hmm. It's actually on the first night when the instructors are having them watch the sunset and telling them this is just the beginning you mm-hmm. have no idea what you're about to get into yeah you know? and it's the mental yeah. it's that mental projection is when the most navy seals quit that whole week and the trick what i for what i'm told is is actually what they call segmenting which means the way that you get through it there's mm-hmm. another book uh, called into the void i don't know if you read it but true story of a guy who who who, who survived after being left in a crevasse at the top of a mountain. So he's literally in an ice cave, top of a mountain, and he had his femur broken. And the way that he survived wasn't by thinking, how can I get down, but how can I move the next 10 feet, as if yeah. the next 10 feet is the goal, right? So exactly. these, both, in yeah. both those instances, I learned about this idea of like, okay, what's, and I think that's why in sobriety, it's like how many days, right? Because you, you don't mm-hmm. think for the rest of my life, you think, okay, today or this next moment yeah and it is like I said these small victories and uh, and uh, after I you know I've been I've been sober for quite a while now uh, and I have worked with people uh, you know a lot of people uh, through sobriety and uh, and uh, these small victories like this you know taking control of your mind like you said like everyone who goes, goes into a sweat lodge, or I, at least I think everyone, even me, when I'm leading a sweat lodge, there is a point when, when everyone thinks, 
I need to get out of here. Mm. Like this, uh, you know, and all of these small tricks, like, um, you know, like, do I really need to be here? You know, maybe like, like ah, my back is hurting a little bit. I should just go or, you know, I, I, maybe I have a headache. Mm. Should, should I just go? It's, it's just your mind playing tricks. And uh, it is very important to to acknowledge these small victories, even though it's just finishing a sweat lodge. And for some people, uh, you know, just getting out of bed, mm. you know, and it, it is a victory in itself, you know. Mm. And on my hardest days through my life, I have used this a lot. So even just getting out of bed and, you know, and I pat myself on the back and say, good job, mm. you know, you won this battle, mm. you know, even though it was just a tiny thing. But it is, uh, I think this is, it's, a set, it's also such a fun way to grow, mm. you know, because it makes everything easy and it makes, makes uh, failures also okay. Yeah. Because, you know, you can look at, look at your day and say, okay, I had, you know, 150 victories and 30 failures, like, it's a good day, yes. <laughs> you know, when you put it in that way. Yeah. Know? Well, and also I think this idea of patting yourself, like, one of the things that you, you do at the end of each round in the sweat lodge, which I think is very powerful, is this notion of acknowledging yourself, right? Yeah. Because I don't think we do, we don't really do enough of that. We don't really no. do enough of, of this. And, and to make it through a round when you almost quit or you almost, you feel mm-hmm. really, you come up really up against your edge. That idea of uh, acknowledging yourself, yeah. it's like, I, I, I'm probably some people listening can relate to this. It's like if someone gives me a criticism, I'll hold on to it for for days, sometimes years, you know? Yeah. Whereas if someone gives me a compliment, it's oftentimes hard for me even to remember what they said, yeah, right? It's yeah, like, yeah. it's like it slips by. And so to take that moment to acknowledge yourself and, you know, you pat yourself before they open the door at the end of the round and you, you know, acknowledge that's such a powerful practice because I think far too often we don't acknowledge our little victories which is oftentimes what correlates to our slips or our falls you know mm-hmm. or are going more towards if you will the the negative habits but we build integrity with ourselves, right yeah. integrity is that notion of staying true to your word and staying staying the course you know yeah. commensurate with your own vision and i feel like that like you said, these small victories. To me, it's like you're build, you're rebuilding integrity with yourself. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, and like you know, with the, with the sweat lodge, of course, you know, we go into it uh, as a group. And you know, I've I've led my, a fair amount of sweat lodges. Uh, a lot. I I I have no idea how many sweat lodges, but uh, thousands. No, maybe not thousands, but. You know, I, yeah, I like, you know, and then like, doesn't really matter because, you know, I have, for, for me, leading a sweat lodge, it isn't like, I don't see, like, I feel this word, a sweat lodge leader, it is some, you know, I don't relate to this world, but word, but it is the word that is used. So, you know, I don't mind, but. You know, I am. I don't look at myself as a leader in there. You know, I. You know, uh, 
I, I really like the Icelandic word for it, which is leidari, and it literally means someone holding that's holding your hand. Mm, you know, beautiful. Because this is like, like I'm I am not the guy, you know. I don't control it, but I am just there facilitating it. I am just there to, you know, uh, give some insight, maybe uh, make the space for other people to give their insight as well. Uh, but I think the Swatlodge is, it is about the group. Mm. It is not about the one person. No. And without the group, there is no Swatlodge for me. Mm. Um, well, healing traditionally also was that, right? Because yeah. if you think about the tribal context in which the sweat lodge really, where it was born and how it thrives, mm -hmm. you know, I've had the good fortune of sitting sweat with Temesca, in, in Temescal tradition, but also with Native American traditions. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a beautiful purifier, but also a beautiful community builder. It is, and because yeah. you know, it's you know, this beautiful roadman I I sat with named Jerry. You know, he would, he was so humble, but you'd walk into the lodge and he'd just say, you know, good morning, relatives. Mm -hmm. And what was interesting about Jerry, and this is why you and I have talked about this a bit. You know, this is why I have such a kind of, I, I get so irked by people who call themselves shamans or these you know these mm. sort of, sort of, in my view, frankly, charlatans that use these traditions in a way for their own aggrandizement or even worse sometimes to take advantage of other people. Yeah. And when you see the true people, I call them true people, like Jerry, um, you know, it's like he's so humble. Like he, you, you, you know, it's like you could be sitting next to him on a bus. It's like you could be sitting next to Aretha Franklin on the bus, right? You yeah. never know it was Aretha Franklin mm -hmm. because she never sang. Mm -hmm. but, but this man's music and I've seen him in his full Aretha Franklin singing, you know, mm -hmm. in his glory, in his song. But you would never know that because he's so humble. Yeah. But what I love about it is, and I see this in the lodge, I saw this in the lodge with him, and is this notion of he's not just listening. It's this notion of being in the listening. He's not just listening to you sharing your challenge or you sharing your intention. Mm -hmm. He's listening to the words behind the words. Mm -hmm. And he's also listening to your body language, right? And he shares a story, oftentimes, or a chance, like you share as well, where you find yourself in that story, right? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times in the West, I, I can't say for Iceland, but in the U.S., a lot of times people try to give you a prescription. Oh, this is how you fix this. Uh -huh. you know? Whereas what I find in the lodges, it's the, it's the ancient technology to enable you and the group to find each other. Yeah. to find your own solution in the heat and in the consecration of that sacred space which you create together, you know, mm -hmm. around the grandfathers, around these sacred stones. And that is such a powerful process because, like you said, you're holding someone's hand. Mm -hmm. you're, not t you're, not, you're, not, uh, you're not telling them, oh, you have to go here. No, you're not no. saying that. No. What you're doing is you're sharing a story, you're sharing a technology mm -hmm. that enables them to find their own way based on listening to where they are, you know? Like I saw that with him and I I felt that also, you know, here in our lodges where it's like, okay, you know, like we, you're in your own journey, but then we're also in this collective journey. Yeah. And the degree to which we can graciously listen to each other and listen to ourselves and then find our shared ground in the song, mm -hmm you know, the more powerful it becomes, at least from my experience. Yeah, definitely. And it is, you know, <clears throat> I, 
I am a very uh, like I'm I'm a huge introvert. Mm. You know? Like at home, I I will just you know I like just to stay by myself or you know with my kids or family. But you know, uh, but I come here, and every time I come here, I am stressed, and I am you know it's like like oh, I should like why am I doing this mm. one more time. You know, like why? Why am I always here doing the sweat lodge? <laughs> 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 uh, but uh, but uh, then people start arriving, mm. and we start to you know, and the the group starts to form, mm. and there is this magic with having a group. Uh, it is exactly what we need, mm. and th- that's the thing. It is, you know. There are a lot of a lot of ways to a lot of tools out there and ancient technologies and you know new technology like like it's you know it's all good but there is some uh, like gathering gathering around the fire only that mm. you know it is the the group has this magical healing power mm. and I. I really, I I can really feel it, especially when we have you know some longer sessions. We have the day, and you know we can have uh, some you know sharing and and stuff before the sweat lodge. And uh, the more I do this, every time someone you know is sharing something, I can just see myself mm. in them. And it's that's a, that's so beautiful. It's a, it's such a beautiful thing to see. Like mm. uh, you know, even though we're all different, we're all made from the same material. You know, and of course, uh, like you said, you know, there are a lot of people, and you know, of course, with this comes. Um, I I don't want to say people that are not authentic, but you know, maybe people that you know have been misguided or you know uh, these you know so-called shamans or you know these these gurus uh, I call them fake shamans yeah personally. yeah exactly yeah. I mean we have the same opinion on, on, on <laughs> this uh, but like I say it's it's also not my place to say to say that someone that something that someone is doing is not right mm. I know it's not right for me mm. Uh, and I don't. I know that I don't want to be a part of it. Mm. But uh, you know. But I think that's an important distinction, right? Like I appreciate that your, you know, your humility in saying, you know, it's not for me to say that's right or wrong. But that distinction you just shared, which is like, I know I don't want to be a part of it. I think mm. that's also very powerful because mm. here, here's my here's my question: If someone were questioning whether or not they want to participate in something, right? Because oftentimes we have resistance, right? Like mm-hmm. I saw that today, even with the, the lodge, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's in the context of something that's good for us, and sometimes it's just our gut telling us, actually, no, this isn't this isn't the right thing to do. Yeah. You know, I've seen that, for example, with in instances where I feel like I've been with let's call it someone who's not embodied in their practice. Yeah. Uh, that's, the, that, that's the most diplomatic way I can put it. <laughs> um, and so do you have any insights into like, because I do think this is where it gets tricky, right? For me, the answer is, is referral. Like, do, is someone I know and trust, have they been through this experience with this person mm-hmm. and they vouch for them? 
you know like to me that's like one of the key distinctions because sometimes we have resistance and it's like we're just scared to go into the heat knowing that we're about to go through something challenging mm -hmm. and other times it's like we have an intuition that says actually this is not this is not the right person do you have any thoughts on that yeah definitely i have many thoughts on that mm. because uh the reason why i started leading sweatlogies is that like the reason is because of people that were having these experiences yeah um, and uh, and i had you know went into went into sweatlogies and i could just feel like it was it was not authentic it, it was not like like you said they were not embodying you know their practice yeah and uh, and using it for their own personal gain as in uh, you know sexual relationships or uh, you know something you know stuff like this and th this to me is the worst thing you can do mm. uh, you and I went off on this the other night yes. we talked about it for an hour because it's one of my great pet peeves as well I saw this a fair amount in Saloom and I, I mean it's unfortunately it's sort of epidemic where people are using these powerful technologies either for strong financial interests or because they want to pick up women or what have yeah, you and yeah. it's like one of the things I liked I felt very safe with you uh, one of the things I liked was you said you know I have you know one or two rules but one of the rules is my, myself and anyone who helps me is like there's no hitting on like take the sec any sexual energy out of it yeah. even if it's like totally mutually agreed upon like feeling and everything yeah. it's like okay cool well then maybe like pick that up a few days later but like yeah. during the context of this time this space that does not have a place yeah it, it just needs to be safe and uh, and I think especially when people are opening up mm -hmm. and I, I want to make the space available for them to open up completely uh, feelings come out mm. and they can be really strong and they can be really intense and then tomorrow they're not the same they're not you know because these are feelings that have maybe been you know buried down and you know and people um, you know they can misunderstand them yeah and, you're creating uh, an ecstatic experience, right? Yeah. You're, you're creating an altered state, and uh, you know they call it ecstasies, right? Mm -hmm. um, and people are entering into that state, and so yeah. if oftentimes they look at the guide or someone who's walked them through or helped yeah. them in that ecstasy, in that ecstasies, with very fond eyes. Exactly. And that can be that can be unfortunately. It takes a, a real discipline and power to, in certain instances, to know that that's not um, that's not something to be entertained. It's it's more about like holding space for people so that they can be in their full experience. Yeah. But not necessarily, um, you know, gassing or taking advantage of someone who's in an altered state that mm -hmm. may not feel. Um, yeah, and this is like 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 we discussed. It is, you know, all. <clears throat> Everything that is, you know, sexual, like it does not belong in uh, in a uh, ceremony the lodge, or yeah. in in the lodge like this. And then I think it is very, very important as well uh, for 
for someone who is holding space and you know and like you said you know people can you know look at them after you know after some experience like they will have you know some sort of fondness to it that that you that you don't try to push some product on them. You don't like you you like it needs to be it just needs to be safe. It, it needs to be clean. It needs to be clean. It needs to be safe yeah. and clean yeah. space, right? It, that's what to me at least that's that's part of what consecrates a space. Like that is a sacred space is 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 not a space I'll describe it this way. So you and I have talked about this and this is a slightly slightly it's related but in the medicine work, when you're working with the sacred plants, you enter into an ecstasis as well. Mm -hmm. Both, to me, they're both extraordinary tools, especially when held in the right way by the right mm -hmm. people. And I have strong opinions about it. You can listen to my previous podcast around fake shamans and also like, you know, the people who truly do the work who have sat in the forest for two years and, and, are, and are, have made sacred commitments and are living, in my, in my view, an embodied practice. Mm -hmm. But... One of the key ways in which you can, and you really feel it when you're, say, in the medicine, if you're, for example, with ayahuasca or peyote, there's the song, just as there is in the sweat, right? You have these chants, and you can feel, you can 100% feel if someone is singing their song because they want to be seen, mm -hmm. because they want to be heard and acknowledged as an individual. Mm -hmm versus when someone's singing a song with the intention of raising the entire group, mm -hmm. of, of, of raising the collective, right? Most medicine songs or the chants in the sweat lodge are very simple songs. Mm -hmm. And they're songs that have been passed down because everyone can participate with them yeah. and everyone can find themselves in those songs. Yeah. But when someone's singing a song that's about them, you know, in essence, I mean, they're singing it because they want you to see how beautiful they can sing or... Yeah. You can feel it because your energy is taken away from your medicine, your journey, and it, it, everything is going towards them. And you can so feel the strength of like the intentionality behind someone's song. And yeah. so I think I use that as a metaphor because I think that's one of the true distinctions of, for me, embodied practitioners as well as true ceremony, whether it be sweat or whether it be with the sacred plants is what is the intentionality and are they holding that space with mm -hmm. a with a with a sacred intention of the collective and what is possible for the collective yeah or is it about them as an individual exactly. and their own personal needs wants and desires yeah definitely and and just you know around that topic i can uh, as a sweat lodge leader you know i have a lot of people you know coming through here and every now and then I will have uh, people come uh, come here. In most cases, it is uh, guys that you know. I, I it's probably you know some plant of you know you know low self esteem or something, like, and they they want to take over. They want to be you know sing the loudest and mm. you know and. You know, clap the loudest and they will you know want to speed up the song and you know all of this stuff and this for me is one of the uh, one of the roles you play as a leader to you know uh, even the group out mm. uh, and this is why uh, I I really like to use these 
really slow, mm-hmm. soft songs, no drumming, nothing, because it levels the field. Yeah, you cannot be uh, you cannot be um, a tough guy singing a lullaby. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you, know. you can't be a tough guy singing a lullaby. You know, I like that. So uh, and. Uh, because of the you know it, it uh, and I think for many people because of we had this wave of people leading swatologies and they went to one swatology and it was very very powerful very loud you know and they think this is how a swatology should, should be uh, instead of seeing it as an energy and it can be really soft but very, very powerful at the mm. same time. Sometimes the softest is the most powerful. Exactly. And for me, it is. Because yeah. in the softness, <clears throat> you you get the space for uh, re- like a real altered state. Mm. You know, and happens to me quite often that I go somewhere else. Mm. And, uh, and I just, you know... I, I am somewhere else, singing with someone else, uh, you know, sitting outside, and I can see their faces, you know, clearly, and uh, and I know, I, I I you know I get this feeling, you know, so it's just a strong feeling that I am not, I am not myself. I'm not in my own body, but mm. still I am. It, it, still I am. You know, I am Helgi, but I'm not in my own body, and I'm sitting somewhere else singing. Uh, <clears throat> and there is some. So I leave my subconscious in in the lodge. Yeah. And uh, and when I come back. Uh, there some healing has occur- occurred for sure but uh, i just need to get out of the way that's it <laughs> you know? well oftentimes that's the case with yeah healing. so i i think uh, this is you know this is what uh, in essence is what i want people to experience uh, even though it doesn't like it doesn't happen in the same way for everyone but to be able to get out of their own way you know to heal themselves yeah uh, but that's part of the technology also I think I think that's the that's part of the technology of the the lodge at least in my mind right yeah of the heat of the resonance so f- let's, let's actually rewind just a minute I'm gonna, actually I'm going to share one story and then I'm going to ask you a little bit about like the rounds and like what what, yeah. what are the significance for the rounds but to your point around leaving your body I had an experience which I haven't, I don't know if I've ever shared out loud. Um, it's a longer story I'll share sometime, but the culmination of it was I did a Temescal, so a sweat lodge mm-hmm. in Mexico uh, with a very, very powerful man. Um, and it was an extra, it was an intense lodge. I mean, it was, uh, I don't know how many hours, but I'm guessing six or seven hours and it got very, very hot. And at the end I left the lodge so it was, it was hot enough to where, like you said, where you le- left your body. I actually left my body and I had visions. 
Mm-hmm. So I had visions in the, in the traditional way that some people would maybe with an entheogenic plant, but mm-hmm. I, there was, I was totally sober, but I, went, I was having full visions. And one of the visions was of a golden eagle. And I kid you not, so the, the lodge finishes and I uh, went and I went to get the Temescalero uh, glass of water. And we've exchanged no words. I just was like, you know, I went to get him some water. And I hand him the water and he took from his belt, his medicine bundle, a, a feather. And it was, I kid you not, a golden eagle feather. And he handed it to me. <laughs> so again, no words were exchanged. Uh, we had been through quite a, a lot in, in the previous 48 hours. But I had a vision. And that vision, he acknowledged without yeah. sharing any words through this profound act. And I share that story to say that I do think that there is a, a profound difference in us in, in, in a space that is well held and what it can offer for that exact intention of what you share, right? Of a safe space where someone can actually leave their body, if you will, and return mm-hmm. um, with new insights, new new healings, new 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 medicine, if you will, mm-hmm. and. And I think that that is part and parcel to the technology as well as the way in which the safeness with which the space is held. But I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that because when we start, for example, you know, all of us are by the fire. Yeah. And I know with the Wiwatika, for example, um, they call the fire Tatawari. And Tatawari, the fire, is the true shaman, right? Mm-hmm. The, the fire is actually what they say transmutes has the power to transmute anything right mm-hmm. and we sit by the fire and you gave us today um some tobacco mm-hmm. and you then led us through the directions can you talk a little bit about for, for someone maybe who's never done a, a sweat lodge what that before you even go into the lodge what is that what, is, what does that mean for you so <clears throat> of course uh it comes with uh, this original teachings in iceland uh with the sweat lodge. So it is uh, it is a medicine wheel. Mm-hmm. It is based on the Lakota medicine wheel originally, uh, which is the four directions or the seven directions. Mm-hmm. You know. uh, um, what, what, can you share a bit? Uh, what, what do those seven directions represent? Yeah, so in um, <clears throat> As the Swatloch or the tradition grew here, and we had this, you know, this intertribal medicine wheel, you know, which is spreading all over the world, um, come into play. Uh, it got me thinking, why can't we have an Icelandic medicine wheel? Mm. It is, you know, we have animals here, we have things that we connect to, um, and I have. You know, people have gotten a little bit annoyed with me through this because, you know, the older generation in this, they've said to me, like, you're breaking the traditions, mm. you know, but I'm saying, like, I, I am not Lakota mm. and, and I am not breaking traditions, I am making traditions. Mm. So it, goes, it has to start somewhere. So <clears throat> uh, in the Lakota, we will have the East as the as the beginning it is the the sunrise uh, so it is the beginning and it is the eagle 
I I use the Raven here. So I have you know turned it into the Icelandic way a little bit because this is the connection the Icelandic people have with the Raven is very strong. And it is a very powerful animal for me. So we call in the East and uh, and we call in the Raven, we call for new beginnings. Um, and uh, if I go a little bit into each animal, the raven is sees things, you know, from afar. You know, he sees the big picture always, and uh, and it's also in the northern mythology, which I you know connect to greatly as well. There's a part of my uh, ancestry. Um, Odin has the two ravens. Mm. And these ravens know everything. Mm. You know. Um, so it is this, uh, you know, all-knowing, uh, and it, you know, it is about getting getting this uh, sight from the raven, so we can see past what our mind wants us to see. Mm. You know, because. Uh, you know, like you said, you know, especially in the Swatoch, you know, the, the mind wants to play tricks on you, mm. or it, it wants to lead you somewhere, lead you, it wants to lead you down the easier path, mm. you know. Yeah. Uh, and we have the South, <coughs> which is the Arctic fox. Uh, it is, at the same time, it is uh, the the teenager. And uh, I, I connect these two together because the, the Arctic fox is it's curious, he is uh, playful, uh, he, he learns, so he studies his environment and learns. Um, <clears throat> at the same time, it is a rebellious animal. Like, even though he is small and cute, you cannot tame this animal. Mm. It's not possible. <laughs> uh, so, <clears throat> I love that I'm staying in the room of the Arctic fox here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I know the meaning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and like I always say, um, with all these animals, we have these animal cards here, and you know, and people say, oh, okay, like, where's the book for the cards? It's like, what does it mean to you, though? Mm. You know, because so somebody just wrote these cards. Mm. You know, but if you look at an animal and you see, like, what does it mean to you? If you really think about it, mm. so I th I think this is also very important. You know, especially in the aspect of when we're talking about the south. Mm. You know, uh, like it's important I, not to defer. I think that th this goes also to this point of like who's this notion of the guru or the yeah or, yeah know, not to defer entirely your your own intuition or your own exactly. wisdom to yeah. to someone else yeah and and you know like i like i say in the sweat lodge and outside you know doubt mm. it's a great thing you know that's what the buddha said yeah the buddha said question everything yeah, exactly yeah. exactly <laughs> yeah you know and it is uh, it's a very you know it's the best way to learn yeah. because if you don't doubt anything why should you learn anything new? Yeah. 
so then we have the west, which is the direction of the ending. It is uh, its depth, and uh, and it is about learning or like you know uh, acknowledging that death and you know the ending. It's not a bad thing. It's actually a great thing. You know, uh, and of course we you know we talk about these things metaphorically. Uh, as the the death can be, you know, uh, it can be, or and the ending, it, it you know, end of a phase. It can be end of a, you know section of your, of your life, or you know whatever you want to call it. It can be the ending of bad emotions, or you know, because to get something new in, and this is what I try to tell people in the sweat lodge. Like you can go into the sweat lodge and you can leave everything behind but don't go out empty though hmm. you know fill it up fill it back up you know it's you can you cannot just you know at least i think it is like this uh, you know i can i have something that i need to get rid of and the best way to get rid of it you know some feelings is i you know try to leave them behind and then i fill myself up with something nice mm -hmm. you know so there's no space for these bad feelings again yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah so it is uh you know, like i said the, the west is you know this ending it is the it's the death and uh for me it's the salmon uh, because the the salmon is of course especially right now all the rivers are full of it mm. and uh, it is this pure metaphor of of uh, the circle of life mm. uh, as it spawns in the river creating life it is the last thing it does you know so uh, you know 99% percent of them will die this year um, but you know in in the death it actually sustains life mm. and uh, so it is you know it is about that trying to you know see the beauty in the ending of something see see how you can you know grow something new uh, the north is it is uh, the direction of the ancestor ancestors it is the direction of of uh, knowledge um, and uh, and it is just a reminder of of you know all of the people that walk, walk this earth before us um, and when i talk about ancestors um, it is like I don't really see it as you know even my bloodline, not really. Uh, I I see it as the ancestry of the nation, more you know because especially in Iceland it's such a small small country. So I you know I always see it like you know we all have the same like we have the same roots. So. Uh, you know, and it is just this reminder of, of, um, 
keeping the knowledge alive and you know respecting the knowledge you know like seek out the knowledge from our elders mm. uh, and then uh, then we have the reindeer in the north as well uh, which is uh, when I when I think of a reindeer and this is like this is what I always do when I think of you know think of these animals like when I vision a reindeer visualize a reindeer I uh, I just see this reindeer you know standing in one meter deep snow gale force winds you know and it's just there and it doesn't mind mm. you know it just has this incredible strength and this perseverance like nothing like like nothing like there's nothing that will affect it mm. you know it, it just you know it just keeps on and not the only keeps on it it thrives you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know so in adverse conditions yeah, yeah. so it, like it really doesn't matter yeah uh, so these are this the the four directions uh, and uh, and you know in a lot of uh, ceremonies I go to here in Iceland there's always they talk about these you know the fourth direction the fourth directions but they they are seven mm-hmm. you know and it is you also have mother earth father sky mother earth and father sky and uh, and then ourself in the heart. Yeah, and then the heart. And this is the most important. Mm. Like, uh, because if you don't have the seventh direction, which is inwards, uh, do any of the other ones matter? Mm. <laughs> you know, like, uh, like what, what are you going to do with the, uh, because it, like all of these directions point inwards. Mm. Uh, or at, le- at least this is how I see it. It is uh, if if nobody practices this, uh, you know, th- does it really matter then? Well, I think that's the interesting thing, right? Because as you said, the sweat lodge, the lodge itself is almost like uh, it's like the uterus or the uh, yeah. you know the the going the back womb, to, yeah. the, to the womb, the time before we were born. And then being reborn again. Yeah. And I feel like that is, it's the meta aspect of the metaphor, right? It's like we're talking about, we have to go back in. We have to go within yeah. to actually realize and materialize, if you will, commensurate with these directions. Exactly. And I guess this go, this goes to the piece I want to talk to you about, I think, which we've talked about quite extensively that I think is oftentimes missed, right? Because... And this goes, this is an extension, but this notion of integration, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so we've talked a little bit about the ecstasies and the power of the ecstasies, yeah. but the real work is in the integration. Right? Yeah, yeah. Not, and, and, and I think this goes, this is a natural bridge from what you shared in regards to, you know, without going, without Im, like embodying that or taking in that medicine, if you will, within, mm-hmm. then what is it, what are you really doing or what is it really for? Mm-hmm. And to me, I receive incredible information in the sweats. Yeah, I receive in, in incredible reflections. Uh, and the question is, how does one integrate that information? And also, 
live differently commensurate with you know the teachings and the, the actual medicine that is shared um, what are your thoughts on integration or what are your recommendations for those after a sweat on how to really embody um, the messages that they receive of course it is it is you know there are so many different in, intentions and you know all of this that people you know go into into the, the sweat lodge you know to work on mm. uh, you know everything from you know just having fun is also an intention sure. and this is also something that I you know uh, that I always say to people when I you know because I have a lot of you know new faces and people that are you know not really into this and you know say okay you, like we'll put some intention into it and it that this doesn't does not mean that this is some inspirational quote that you saw like this yeah. is like that's like your intention your true intention it can be nothing if you want to sure you know not having and having an intention is also an intention yeah you know yeah, yeah. Uh, but integrating uh, integrating uh, the experience is way more um, crucial than the experience experience itself yeah. uh, because you can have a profound experience and not integrate it and it doesn't matter and then you can have this tiny little glimpse of an experience and integrate it very well yeah. you know and then this will be the better experience yeah. <laughs> you know yeah yeah uh, but you know it always you know depends on depends on uh, like what what your intention was you know how do you integrate it it's uh, you know it's a little bit tricky question but uh, i think uh, for me as i my intentions you know for for last strategies and uh, you know i have i've had similar intentions for you know some months because i have uh, i've had this uh, a little bit conflicted sometimes because uh, I am in many ways what you would call you know an, a normal person you know mm -hmm. <laughs> if if, if uh, uh, I am not uh, I am not you know uh, out there every day doing, doing ceremonies or you know I sure. just I you know I, I work you're a householder yes yeah. um, you know uh, so and I am, I am many different things, as we all are. Yeah, and I had, I had a hard time with it. I've, I've felt, I felt, you know, for a time being, I felt like, you know, who of these five guys that I am, who is the liar? Mm. You know, like are they all true? And so, you know, for me, really working on, you know, accepting every every one of them fully uh, because it's not like I felt bad about this every day it, but it is you know I, I wanted full acceptance of myself yeah that's a great intention it is a great intention and uh, uh, and you know um, integrating that is you know after 
a powerful experience. I like to, you know, uh, I like to take a slow day afterwards. Mm. I think this is one of the, you know, first steps. Mm. Uh, not to rush into back to normal life. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so a slow day is is if possible, of course. Yeah. Um, but going back to the intention and going back to the experience uh, on a regular basis, often, and uh, reminding yourself in every mm, in every situation that you get through. Let's say that your intention is to be a nicer person, you know, and so try to, you know, go back to the experience rather than say like, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to be a nicer person. Try to go back to the feeling like what you had in the sweat lodge, mm. because I think like an anchor. Yeah, because I, I think I really think that uh, uh, the emotion teaches way better than the word mm. uh, this yes. you know the feeling yeah the feeling how do you want to feel yeah so uh, for me this is always the the best way to do it you know best way to integrate is you know go back to the feeling go yeah. back you know because words are just words you know yeah my best friend once said to me he said well, well this is actually quite commonly known but People will forget what you said. People will forget what you do, mm -hmm. did. They'll never forget how you made them feel. Exactly. And I think the feeling is the barometer. Yeah, it is. And it is, you know, if we just, you know, we can go, you know, we can go back when before languages were fully formed, mm. emotions were still there. Oh, yeah. You know? So, like, it is the original language, mm. you know. Uh, it is the way that we speak to ourselves as well. So I think it is, uh, for me, you know, I would love to have something like, yeah, this is just the way you do it. But, uh, but integrating is just a process. Yeah. And it is be like, just, uh, you know, being mindful mm -hmm. and, and keeping the intention with you. Mm -hmm. and then when the time comes be ready to let it go yeah <laughs> you know because you know you can have intentions and then at some point they don't serve you anymore and then yeah. they're you know just like the fire yeah then you know on to the next one yeah so i think uh you know something like this and it is uh uh, the same thing I, I talk to people, uh, say to people, when, especially when I have them for a weekend or something. We do a swathos maybe on Friday, and then you know we have some uh, sharing and stuff on Saturday, and then I like to ask the, ask them, like, do you have the same intention, or has it changed? Because you also need to treat an intention as a growing thing. As a growing thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's it it's allowed to change you know yeah like it's uh we're all allowed to change yeah that's the beauty that's the beauty of it 
Well, Helgi, I want to, first of all, acknowledge and thank you because the sweat lodges have been very, very potent um, medicine for me. So thank you so much yeah, for... Thank you uh, for participating. Yeah, it's, for hosting that space. And for those who are interested, um, where can they find you? Just check out the Spirit Farm or what's the best way? We have a website, yeah. which is spiritformiceland.com. Beautiful. Uh, there we have always events and contact information. And for those listening, I'm staying at Spirit Farm at the moment, um, and it's been beautiful. I've been getting a lot of really good clarity from my book and my, my shows, and it's been greatly fostered by having these incredible experiences of cleansing, which I've had with the, with the sweat lodges. And for me, sweat has been one of the most powerful tools um, you can imagine we have, we didn't even go into which I'll go into in another episode but the physical benefits right of, of heat um, yeah. for me I had toxic mold exposure and one of the greatest uh, detoxification protocols prescribed to me by my doctor is heat and sweating and sauna yeah. and sweat sweat lodge so um, you know we live in an industrialized world where we're besieged uh, with um, chemicals and toxins, uh, heavy metals, molds, you know, bad food, bad air quality. One of the reasons I'm here in Iceland is because it is a land of pure water. It is a land of pure air. Mm. And the fire and the sweat lodge is a sacred space. And to drink the water that literally came from the hill in a spring that's probably the cleanest water you can ever imagine post a sweat and then to breathe that air and literally <laughs> lay on that ground in the dew of the water as i did today and like look out at this pristine landscape it's it's a gift yeah and it's not a gift unfortunately many of us have access to anymore you know like mm -hmm. people living in cities like myself i grew up in a city so my friends listening, you know, take some time to get into nature. And if you're so fortunate, find a good facilitator and uh, find a way to sweat because it is a great purge. It is a great yeah, medicine. Definitely. And it is the same thing I always say when, when people come to us uh, to me and they, you know, come for the first sweat lodge and they like it. And I say, okay, I know some other guys. Go try it try a sweatless with them exactly because you know you might like this you might like that even more yeah so it is you know and that's the also by the way for those listening that's the quality you want to look for also and when you're you know it's not someone who's just trying to uh to 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 to, to monopolize if you will your energy but yeah. more like who's truly interested in your best experience and your what's in your best interest so yeah yeah, yeah. and I, f I felt that from you when we uh, when we sat together the first time so uh, Helgi you. thank you so much man yeah thank I, you I appreciate you yeah you too man that was